Welcome to Live the Life, a podcast that inspires and educates everyday people to take action and choose to live the life of their dreams. Hey guys, I'm Kathleen Holt. And I am Marissa Holt. We're just a normal couple that believes a life worth living is one rooted in health, fun, love, and abundance. Let's be real, it will not always be easy, but it's totally worth it. So let's jump right in and together get to a place where we can honestly say, I'm I'm living living the life. life. Welcome to another episode of Living the Life. You're so happy. I love it. Oh, it's been a little bit of time since we've done one together. Yeah. I miss these. And so I'm happy. We're working on the consistency piece. It's a... We're in fun phases of life as we're figuring out what's our priorities. How do we make sure we show up consistently? How do we find time where both of us are together and we're in the right headspace with not... Um, either Kathleen will be on shift work or I'll be gone where our other priorities of taking care of our physical and mental health, taking care of our home. It's like, how can we make sure we fit this in, in ways that it is a priority, but also there's sometimes where life isn't perfect. So guess what? It's a, (laughs) if it's either do the podcast or get my sunshine in so I can mentally be healthy, I'm going to be picking my mental health. (laughs) Yeah. And it's so beautiful out today. Earlier, a couple days ago, it was so beautiful and I was working days. I was stuck in the car, of course, you know, in in the cruiser all day during shift, looking outside longingly at the sun, being like, oh my God, I just want to be out there. So now that Marissa and I both have today off and it's beautifully sunny out, after this, we're going out for another walk. Going on a walk, going on a walk. And we had such a fun weekend this past weekend. We had a really cool experience where it's funny Marissa has been talking about for years now wanting to go to some sort of charity event um, experience type thing. Um, Like a big, like specifically, I was like, I want to go to like a fun, big, fancy charity dinner and just like go and connect with other high level people and... And we got to do it this weekend. It's literally been on my list for years. So side little note about this. Remember that sometimes if something feels important to you and it's not happened yet, don't just tell yourself it's never going to happen. Like trust that it will happen. Keep doing the little steps towards it and know it's going to happen. So it did. It happened. It was awesome. Well, yeah. And it's cool that, um, I don't know if you want to share how this came up, but like you said, I mean, we didn't necessarily go out and make it happen, but somebody who you work with ended up bringing us along with them. So it's, so it's kind of cool when you, like you said, you, you let go of how it's going to happen, but you just know that, okay, this is something that I'm interested in and it can come or come about in different ways that you don't expect. Yeah, it was amazing. It was uh, one of my clients who I work with at the gym. Um, she and her husband are very involved in this charity. So it was really cool to go as their guests, they gave us, they brought us as a Christmas slash wedding gift. It was amazing. It Mm. was, it was very, very generous for them to bring us. And we we had so much fun with them. They're really, really cool, amazing people. And it was so cool to be able to see them and all the things that they're doing, creating impact in these different charities and things behind the scenes. It's like, it's yeah, it was just very, very inspiring to be able to be there and see like, oh, like I want to do more of that one day. And I think we're not mm. there yet. Like we're still at the point where we're building uh, still work focusing on ourselves and our way we're building up our careers, right? We're in our thirties now. And so then looking at people who are in their 
50s, 60s, 70s, of course, they're going to have more time, experience, resources, and connections that they've built up over the time that they've been through this. And so, but just realizing like, hey, just because we're not doing that yet doesn't mean we'll never be able to do it. And that right now we're laying the foundations. The same way someone who's just getting into fitness might look at what Kathleen and I do and they're like, whoa, they can lift these things and go on these runs and they, they are really energetic and like, I want that too. It's like, you'll get there, but it might not just happen. Like we've been working on our physical health, prioritizing it for over a decade now, <laughs> right? Like mm-hmm. it's like, you'll get there, but it might not happen overnight. So it's just really cool to be able to go and to be able to see all these people putting on a really fun, cool event. Yeah, yeah. So the event, impact. so, so yeah, the, so event the event was the Canadian Culinary Championships. Cooking championships. Are you sure? No, I'm pretty mm. sure it's culinary. Okay. Anyways, what it is is there's chefs from top chefs from all across Canada. I believe there was a hundred of them, and they're battling it out across Canada, and they whittled it down to. 10 of them from like I said from all across Canada and it was held here in Ottawa and 10 of them are presenting their best dish to everybody who was there and you grab and they had like all these different wine pairings with them so essentially you get there you get a wine glass and it's you know all you can drink wine really nice interesting different wines which was fun because Marissa and I aren't huge drinkers, and we're also not huge wine drinkers. And so to be able to try different types of wine was super interesting, and not having to buy the whole bottle. And then you get to go to each station. So there was like an Ottawa station, a Toronto station, um, a Okanagan station, a Newfoundland station, and you get a plate, and they were super interesting. I have to say totally outside what I normally eat. You know, when you're looking on really fancy cooking shows and they're like these little tiny portions with, you don't even know what the heck is on there. They explained them to us on a certain point. My brain just shut off. I was like, holy shit. Like the, like so cool. I feel like it's, it's just such a new world for me. Like, like the cooking side of things that it's like, I can barely understand. I'm sure it's the same if somebody else walks into the gym for the first time and it's like, like for them, if they're like, oh yeah, yeah, okay, cool, squat, <laughs> and like generally get that. For me, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. fish, nailed that, <laughs> right? Like, and it's some random extravagant fish from yeah. wherever paired, and it's like, it was so cool though, and and very rich. Like the the flavors were over the top, like super interesting, but really really rich. And and there was like I said, ten different chefs. So you had ten different meals you could try and. And by the end, I was, well, Marissa and I, this is a whole other story, but Marissa and I were getting over food poisoning. <laughs> we so, won't dive into that one right now. <laughs> yeah, so I kind of felt my stomach like, oh, lots of rich food. Like by by the end, I was feeling a little bit, okay, I was only eating like half the, half the plates because it was a lot, but very, very interesting stuff that I wouldn't, wouldn't normally eat. And so it was, it was a really cool experience. Yeah, it was so fun. It was a lot of fun. Meet different people, get dressed up have some cool conversations and mm-hmm. yeah it was fun so fun oh and uh, what's his name uh bare naked ladies oh yeah uh steven uh page steven page there we go yeah he was there that was super cool as well yeah. so it was like a our own little concert yeah that was really fun yeah no it was a lot of fun 
So today we want. Wait, to- before we get into that, I want to. Share- oh my gosh! Okay, you have one minute. <laughs> so I have to say, remember? So Marissa and I were at the gym the other day, and there was this man that looked like a pirate. He was, and so. He's sitting there, so Marissa and I, and this is going to get into our story of, you know, we, we've been following a certain program, and so this is what we're going to be talking to you a little bit later, but in our program, we had cable flies that were the next exercise we we're going to do, so okay, okay, we have to find a space where there are cable flies we can do. So we see the machine, and we start walking towards it, and I'm I start dying laughing. And I'm like, okay, Marissa, you, you take the first set, you go first. Because I can see that where we're supposed to be facing out away from the cable fly machine while we're using it, you're basically like face to face with the person who's doing rows right across from you. So there's a seated row machine facing one way, and then you have the cable machine right in front of it where you would be facing out. So you're face to face with the person doing the rows. And there's this older gentleman, smaller, older gentleman who had a bandana on his head, a eye patch with a skull and crossbones on it. And he was just, he had wraps on his knees and his wrists and his elbows. And he was grimacing and sitting on that rowing machine, giving a glare with one eye. And oh my God, he was such a character. So I was like, all right, go do your your fly facing this man. And so we, we did all of our sets. And every time I would go up there and do it, I would just, he would be grimacing and like, like, yeah. Every time you would do a rep, you'd be like, arr, arr. <laughs> just like a pirate. And I was just, I was watching him the whole time while I'm doing my, my flies, just trying not to laugh. I did not hear one single R, so I think that was all coming from <laughs> Kathleen's brain. But it's, it's, it, it was, I can, I am the witness that, like, at first I was like, like, if I was listening to this, I'd be like, it didn't actually look like a pirate. No, it looked like a pirate. Like it's, I, I would have been like, oh yeah, like that's, and so you know what, but I love it. It's like, you know what, someone's out there doing whatever brings them joy and they're showing up to the gym. So I am fully supportive of all pirates yeah. or Vikings or whatever you, you want to be. He, Show up at the gym and take care of yourself. He just, he just needed a, a parrot on his shoulder and he would oh, have been gosh. complete, absolutely yeah. complete. She, Kathleen looks at me at one point. She's like, I think he's trying to keep his eye on us. And then she starts <laughs> laughing. I'm like, oh my gosh, babe. <laughs> So anyways, so there, we were doing our programs. This is what I, we want to kind of jump into today is that uh, Kathleen and I, we are currently working on the same program. We've taken, um, Kathleen's got some programs she got from Mind Pump. It's a podcast that we listen to. And so we took some of those programs and we looked at uh, probably, I don't know, we've probably used around 50% of it have kept and around 50% of it have changed up. Um, but it's fun to be working on a similar program that we're both working on together. We can do different exercises and planning it all out because the truth is, this is what we know with science is that following a program is going to be what's going to get you the best results. That being said, sometimes it's really hard to figure out, okay, like what program should I be on? What exercises does it involve? What are going to be my reps amount that I'm using? What's my rest times? How heavy are the weights? When do I change my program? Where should I be starting? So like we want to talk to you guys a little bit about training programs and should you be following a program and how you can actually then start to set a program up for yourself. Yeah, I mean, the reality is that Marissa and I have been training for a really long time. 
And Marissa's still a trainer and I was a trainer for many, many years. So I know how to walk into a gym and so does Marissa and get a really good workout in and make sure that it's, you know, hitting different body parts. So before doing this, I was doing full body still. I was doing compound lifts. I was lifting for strength. I was, I was seeing results, all of that stuff, feeling really, really good, feeling energized, feeling strong. Um, and then we decided to follow the program together because we thought it would be fun to do the same program together. Um, we have our Mexico trip coming up. So we're like, okay, let's, you know, let's hop, hop on a program and use these programs that I have had for a few years now, but, but have sort of dabbled in, but not really utilized them fully. And I didn't realize how, like, following a specific uh, program and what jumped out to me the most was the rest period. So this one here, the phase that we're following, it says approximately 90 seconds rest. And I didn't realize how long I was taking, honestly, between between my exercises, I thought off the top of my head, okay, I'm taking uh, maybe two minutes rest, maybe a minute and a half rest. No way. This is like, now Now I have a stopwatch going and 90 seconds comes up so quickly. And so right now we're doing 90 seconds rest and 20 reps. And before I was doing probably two and a half, three minutes rest and uh eight to 10 reps or six to 10 reps, sometimes lower. So this is drastically different than what I was doing before. And it's hard. Like I'm, I'm tired. My heart rate's going, I'm, I'm sore the next day. Like it's, it's very, very different. And because of that, I've been seeing really good gains so far. That's awesome. It's really interesting to see like over the course of like our own personal fitness journeys is like different times where we have, like I have been on a program, other times where I have not. Um, and to see the changes that happen and like what feels good. And I'd say for the most part, and I know everyone else, like my, like Kathleen said, we know a lot more. So it's easier for us to be lazy and still get results, if that makes sense, because we can show up at the gym and still make sure that we're putting together a really solid workout. And like for me, like even though I was not following a complete consistent program, I'd say probably 40% of my workouts were still consistently programmed and periodized in terms of I would know these are my whatever, I've got my my three, four main lifts a week that I execute um, on the same amount of rep range, same percentage weight rise. Like I was pretty good with that. Mm-hmm. But then everything else I would kind of just make up as I would go based off of how I was feeling that day and in that moment, which is great that I get to do that. But again, like this is not, especially if you're new to this, this isn't optimal, right? So like going back to, I think it's also important to say like, what is your priority in the gym? Uh, For me, someone who maybe my priority, not like it used to be more physical changes. It's not anymore. For me, it's more my brain and my mental health. So sometimes like forcing myself to follow a specific program, which doesn't feel good for me based off of where I am that day, 
is then maybe not actually the most helpful thing for me. So having those, like in, in my case, like and even now that I'm on the program, I'm still switching up probably at least 25% of it each workout I do because I'm figuring out what actually feels good for my body and what's actually gonna help me in terms of my mental health. And the biggest thing in terms of mental health is show up at the gym and be consistent right? Like show up, get your body moving, get your muscles contracting. That'll help with the blood flow. That will help with your brain function well. That being said, if you want to also get physical results in the gym, it's being very specific about like, okay, what are you training for? Because your program is going to look very different if you're looking at trying to get stronger or if you're trying to add on muscle mass or if you're trying to improve your heart health or your VO2 max or if you're trying to lean out a little bit more, right? Also, if you're recovering from injury, your program is going to be very different than someone else's program who doesn't have those injuries but has the exact same goals as you, right? So getting to know where what goals you have, so what direction are you going in, and get to know where your body currently is at, which can include like I said, injury stuff, but can also include having proper mobility and range of motion and tissues because somebody might have a completely different program if they're at a point where their body's super, super stable versus if they're instable versus if they're stable, but they've got really, really short muscles in certain areas. Like if someone's got ridiculously tight hamstrings, just a fact that you're not going to be able to load them the same way you would be able to load someone else in in some of these big movements who doesn't have that issue. So like getting really real with like yourself, where's your body at? How can you have a training program that helps your body progress towards your goals is going to be super helpful. Well, and I think that you're getting into the difference and, and the, um, where the real benefits are from having a trainer, which is like so specific to an individual, and then buying a general program that's generally really good for most people. Like the like the one that we're doing right now, we know that the people who created it are really smart, really good trainers, but it's not built for Marissa or it's not built for Kathleen, it's built for, okay, these general people who are wanting um, to be a little bit more athletic, stronger, more mobile, more fit, this is the program that you're doing. And so, like Marissa said, like if, if you have very specific things with your body, or very specific goals, or if you are injured, then this is where following a program is really good. But following a program from a trainer or, or somebody who's who knows your body is going to be even better. And I think that that's that's the big difference when you're when you're following a program. And I know that for me, I fell into, and I didn't even realize this, but it makes sense. I mean. I know this from training people that you fall into what you like to do. And so I, I like to lift heavy. I like to focus probably 70% of my volume on upper body and core and not legs usually. <laughs> um, and I like specific lifts. And so now following a program, there's a lot of things that I was already doing but there are exercises that maybe I wasn't focusing on as much. And like I said, there's rep ranges and, and rest times that are different. And so having something that you're specifically following that you didn't create 
because we're all going to have our biases of what we like to do. And also, especially if you're programming for yourself, you might look at that and be like, I know that I need this, but it's going to be hard and I don't like it. So I don't want to program it into it. If it's already set out for you by a trainer, by a coach, then you're, then then you're going to do it. So I, I really like the opportunity to follow a program that's set out from somebody else other than myself. Yeah. And a few things like that, I don't know if this is helpful or not, but like a few things that I always remind myself as I settle into working with a program is reminding myself like the goal of the program is not to fit your body into the program, but is to fit a program around your body. Mm. So if you go through and it's great, like if you're like, okay, I know this is my goal. You, and if you don't have a trainer you're working with, find the generalized program that you can follow. But then when you start to go through it, listen to your body. And if it's like, oh, well, it says I have to do this, this lunge with my knee going all the way into touching the ground. But every single time you do that, you get knee pain. Then listen to your body, adjust the exercise. Maybe you do half rep range and that's currently your full range of motion for what you can currently handle. And then you can do a little bit of research on what do I do if I get my knee pain? Like, or go do a couple sessions with a trainer or meet with a physio or figure out what it is that you need to do to get yourself to a place where you then can do it, but don't force yourself or your body into that program because what's likely gonna happen is you're going to hit injury, which is gonna take you a step back and then it's going to not be fun, not be enjoyable, and then you'll definitely not reach your goals. So like, be gentle with yourself in terms of allowing yourself to adjust the program as you go, but still try to keep it focused and on par. So I find that's really helpful to think about. Mm-hmm. And also, make sure that you don't marry a program. I know that in the past for myself, you know, I've, like I said, I've been working out and training and in sports for years and years and years. And so I remember... For example, going into CrossFit for the first time and seeing massive gains and then being like, holy shit, CrossFit is the thing. Like, this is the thing that got me really super ripped and and my work capacity was great. And then I married that and then, you know, I kind of hit a plateau. <gasps> and- you were married before me? <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then I remember doing uh, more functional training. And I was like, holy shit, like, this is so different. I got all these gains from this. This is amazing. And then I did uh, obstacle course racing and same thing. And then I did, like, body part split where, you know, I'm doing chest one day, back one day, legs one day. And I was like, oh, my God, this is, like, this is the answer. So the reality is, is none of those are the answer. The reality is, is that I was changing programs. And so it was a novel, novel stimulus. And my body was like, oh, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to change. I'm going to improve. And I saw these gains, but you want to be changing your, I'm going to say your phase of your program, because, you know, a program could have two phases in it. It could have five phases in it, eight phases in it. So depending on what it is, but you really want to be changing up your, um, your phases of training, which is the, the focus that it's on. I would say every four to six weeks, Maybe six weeks is a little bit on the longer side, but depending on, you know, whether you're a beginner, you could probably stretch it into six weeks because maybe the first week is you kind of getting settled into it. Um, I'd say for someone who's more advanced like Marissa and I, probably closer to the four weeks. But yeah, this is uh, like, don't don't feel like because you feel like you've found the exact workout that works for your body don't be stuck in that for the next year like you should be changing your phases up and whether your focus is strength or conditioning or hypertrophy 
or full body or um or mobility or you know um interesting lifts where you're focusing on like trap bar or sorry uh snatch grip deadlifts or windmills or like kind of out, outside of the box lifts you're gonna see improvements in each of those phases so try to change it up yeah and with with a how long to stay in a program to what I often tell people, I'm like, stay in it as it's giving you results, right? And like Kathleen said, usually at around four to six weeks, that's going to be where you're hitting the adaptations that you want. Your body's going to get used to it. And then it's going to start to say, oh, I'm not going to get as much stronger, see any much as much progress. But also know that there's so many different ways that you can also see and measure progress, right? So you might see that the weights are going up, that every week you're like, oh, I'm able to lift more, I'm getting stronger, things are changing. Cool, that's one way to tell that it's making a difference. Another way is to tell, tell that your body's changing. Another way to tell is that your movements are getting better or you're better able to target muscle. So also I would challenge people, don't just be like, okay, well, it's four weeks, so not, now it's time for my next program. If you have been trying to focus on your form and your lunge and it still is looking pretty shitty, like maybe you either keep that exact same exercise and rep range in your next program, or maybe you keep yourself one or two weeks longer in that program to really let yourself get to a point where you nail the movements. Like what I tell my clients who I'm working with right now is like, like make sure you have a solid two weeks where you feel completely connected and where you feel like you were able to challenge and push your body and where you weren't destroyed afterwards. Because if you're getting through a program and you do four weeks where you still haven't really had a good workout because you either don't get the movements or you're just not fueled or you're not pushing yourself enough, then you're probably not at the point where you've actually been in that program long enough to get the most results that you could be getting from it. There's probably still a few more improvements to be had. Yeah, I'd say that that's that's pretty good. Cool. So... All that to be said, should you be following a training program? Hell yes. yes. Do it. And do you have to make sure everything is super perfect every single week? Follow it to a T. Don't miss a second. Don't don't miss a rep. No. Make sure you adjust it around your body and where you're currently at. But you want to keep the framework the same so that way you're able to progressively overload yourself and be on track to helping your body improve and reach your goals. Keep living the life. Bye. Thank you guys so, so, so much for listening. And we're so grateful for you and that we get to do this journey with you. If you want to stay connected, you can follow us on Instagram or join our Facebook group. Until next time, keep living the life.